Today is Wednesday, December 21, 2017, and I find that the divorce and the papers and the emails and everything going on around it is so incredibly distracting. I, I start to feel like I did last year where I was in a fog. Uh, it's so distracting. It's like this constant drain on your mental ability like there's like a computer that's overtaxed there's too many windows open and you can't focus which is hard because my new job is <clears throat> very difficult and I <laughs> I need all of my brain cells to be able to do it and um, I've got a lot of work to do today and I'm very distracted <clears throat> as I'm driving into work uh, right now I'm thinking about how distracted I am and all the work I have to do but I, I just, I can't believe that I'm in the situation that I'm in and having to go through this divorce with Mike. It's, it's the saddest thing. And, you know, I, I look back on so many things that have happened in my life and, you know, not many people know, um, some of the things I've been through. And I think it's amazing that I'm as a positive a person as I am and that I keep on smiling uh, in spite of everything. And I guess it could be worse. And I see people all the time who are in a lot worse condition than me. And I remember to feel fortunate. But looking back at some of the lessons and lack of lessons that my mother taught me um, that I think... <laughs> you know, still impact what I do today and my behavior today. And this morning as I was driving into work, I'm, I'm remembering um, when I was 17 and I had a bad car accident. My daughter is driving to, to College Station today to do wing banding on baby chicks and she's gonna drive an hour and a half with our son in the car and I'm a nervous wreck uh, because of, you know, both of my children are on the highway right now and it's, it's not an easy drive. It's fast and it's two-lane country roads. But anyway, when I was 17, I was driving to school and I slammed into... Somehow, I, I don't know if I was distracted or what. I had friends in the car. But I was driving to school and I slammed into the back of a vehicle in front of me that was stopped. And it hit the car in front of it. And that car hit the car in front of it. And at the end of the accident, there were four cars that were badly damaged and um, I had no car insurance my mother um, said we weren't going to buy car insurance we didn't have money we didn't we barely had money to to keep the utilities turned on and so car insurance was a luxury my car insurance was my mother saying don't have an accident and she would say that all the time well you know a 17 year old of course 17 year olds are highly likely to have an accident so of course I had an accident and it uh, resulted in an enormous bill you know all those cars had to be fixed the drivers got rental cars um, my own car I drove my own car totaled the whole front was smashed we used a bungee cord to hold the hood down I drove that car smashed for a year had no, had no other choice and um, I paid off that accident myself starting at age 17 and I continued to pay for that accident uh, 
into my marriage. So for over a decade, I had to pay State Farm. Sometimes I paid them $100 a month. Sometimes it was only $20 a month, So you know, because uh, I was in college. I was in high school when the accident happened, and State Farm agreed not to sue us, which was smart. We, we wouldn't have had any money anyway. I mean, State Farm knew that there was no money to be had. But I paid off that car accident for over 10 years. And I remember after Mike and I were married, I wrote the last check, and it was a couple hundred dollars. And I had to pay off that car accident. And it was awful because it was a drain on my finances always, you know, as a college student, as a young adult trying to pay for my own apartment and work. And uh, that was really stupid uh, to not have car insurance. And it was really um, stupid on my mother's part to not at least get me liability insurance. And um, another story that nobody knows is... My mom spent a lot of time in and out of jail when I was growing up. My dad did too, actually, uh, but I didn't, I wasn't very close to my dad. Uh, he lived in faraway states, and, um, but occasionally his incarceration would, would impact my life in various ways that were highly embarrassing and humiliating. But my mom was in and out of jail my entire life, and... Not many people know that. Only a small handful know that. And it's extremely painful for me. And um, I remember uh, two weeks before my wedding. It was a Saturday morning. Mike and I were already living together in his house. And the phone rang. And it was my mother calling from Madison County Jail. And she wanted me to come bail her out. And uh, I was still trying to create the facade for Mike and for everyone, frankly, for the world, that I had a normal, happy, decent family, which was pretty far from the truth. And so um, I remember that Saturday morning, I told Mike I had some errands to run for our wedding. And instead, I went to the Madison County Jail and uh, bailed out my mother, spent money bailing her out um, when we were already spending every penny we had on our wedding. No one no one helped us pay for our wedding. Mike and I paid for the entire thing. And we only spent about 15000 but anyway, um, had to bail my mom out. And then after I bailed her out of jail, and oh, by the way, Mike's cousin is the district attorney in Madison County, so I was terrified that... Um, I was really terrified that Mike would find out what a terrible family I came from and then he wouldn't want to marry me. And uh, I was already pregnant with our daughter, so I was scared. I was scared of the truth. And so I carried that burden uh, myself all the time. And so I bailed my mom out and then in the car, we got into an argument. I was upset and I was said, you know, go somewhere else and break the law. You know, why are you doing this? And I'm, you know spending money to get you out of jail and I you know I have to lie to my fiance and anyway she got very mad in the car and said well let me out let me out and I and I literally pulled over on the side of the highway and my mom got out of the car and I don't and I guess she walked home I don't know but she was a long way from home maybe 40 minutes so maybe she took a bus I don't know but 
I have a million of these little stories and how difficult my life has been. And, and most people don't know that because I don't show that. It's not on social media. I don't share a lot of that. Only my very closest friends, the one, like one or two, maybe three people know any of this. And I don't know. I feel like I need to start living a more honest life and start telling the truth and just, you know, put it out there. Yeah, I I come from a shitty family and I've had a hard life. Not as hard as some, that's for sure. I know I know people my age and I know children today whose lives are far worse than mine was. I think about my cousin Jim, his three little girls uh, and what they are going through right now. My cousin was just killed in July and his daughters have had a a much worse life, I think, than I had. I, I don't know, but I, it seems like it. But there are words, there are words that Mike said to me um, when we were separating that haunt me all the time. And he said, you are going to end up poor and destitute and alone, just like your mother. He said that to me. And, you know, my therapist would say, sometimes the arrows land, you know, if something's not true, you know, let the arrow, you know, when someone fires an arrow at you, just let it fly by. And sometimes I can do that, but sometimes an arrow lands and, you know, that landed hard because that's a huge fear of mine is that, uh, I will end up unable to pay my bills and cold and hungry again. And I've got a good job now and I can make money to support myself. But, you know, I I don't, it doesn't feel secure. And when I look at the paperwork that, that I've been trying to look at the paperwork that my attorney sent me from Mike's lawyer, but um, it's so awful and it fills me with such intense fear that I have a hard time looking at it. And then I get into this mental fog. Uh, It must be stress. It must be stress hormones um, on my brain because I have a hard time focusing and I need to focus today. I have a lot of work to do and I want to do a good job. I want to be successful at my job. I need it. I have to support myself and um, be be able to bring home enough money to pay my bills and to keep the hot water on and the phone turned on. And I know my therapist is always, you know, I haven't seen my therapist in a couple months, but he's always like, you're not going to end up like that. You don't have the same scenario as your mother. You're going to land on your feet. And that's, that's all fine to say. And, but, but when you're in it, it's very scary. I really don't have anything. I have a house that I owe $200,000 on. I have a car that I owe $30,000 on. I don't, I don't own a thing except my guitar (laughs) and uh, sure can't make a living playing that so today I'm filled with fear and sadness and it's just a couple days from Christmas